Welcome to our bonus episode of SCI Care, What Really Matters, the Edinburgh Conversations. I am Dr. Ali Jumus, the president of the International Spine Cord Society. You are about to hear a selection of interviews recorded live in Edinburgh during the course of the 60 Seconds Excos Scientific Meeting. Each bonus track will have discussions with speakers, delegates, partners, ISCOS committee chairs and teams attending the ISCOS 2023. Join us to find out what the hot topics of the day are within SCI Care. We hope you enjoy listening. Well, yeah, being here with Praxis with uh, Vanessa Noonan, Bill Barable, and John Chernesky, myself, Barry Monroe, I, I'm in, what I'm excited about, and I'm not a member, but I am now going to become a member because I see the, 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 the importance of the networking. Uh, what, you know, coming out of COVID, Vancouver was a great beginning of something great to happen. And I just find that we built off of Vancouver last year and just seeing the different people from all over the world getting together, but more importantly, the passion of just trying to help people with spinal cord injuries and, and, and not be afraid to say things that might be controversial <laughs> in, in some meetings. So uh, I think that's what uh, gets me in. And you notice, I've never seen a conference where we couldn't get into meeting rooms, where the meeting rooms are that full. And uh, that, that's a new one for me. So that tells, it's a great sign of things to come for this cost. I think too, for me, it's been connecting over coffee. I've just been meeting so many people and the topic of engaging people with lived experience comes up and then I'm like, oh, where are my colleagues? John and Barry, you've got to get them involved in this conversation. And that leads to how can we share information? How can we collaborate? Emails are exchanged. And I think it's the start of some new partnerships. So I'm super excited and I'm really looking forward to the next discourse and continuing to grow these networks. For me, certainly the, the getting to see the, the you know relationships, the people that you know already, but the Meeting new, new folks is huge for me. I know I missed the last discuss because I had COVID. And for, for me to come uh, here and see the evolution of the thinking towards involving people with spinal cord injury and with lived experience in, in the planning and in participation in the programs, but I still see opportunities to increase that. And, and I think, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I know it, it can be challenging to do that because of, because of accessibility. But I, th I think we as a community, as part of this guys, we need to find new ways to do that and, and, and figure out some, some strategies to, to make the meetings more accessible, to, to really go to places where spinal cord injury is really prevalent, whether that's Asia, Africa, or other parts of the, of the world where um, accessibility has, uh, is at a completely different level than it is in, in North America or even Australia. And I think it's not just that physical accessibility, it's the accessibility to knowledge. You know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, with COVID being all the, the negative sides to it, I thought that the sort of democratization of knowledge with the amount of online webinars and sharing of information in different formats um, just really increased the accessibility of information. It's, you know, events like ISCOS where you can come and you can hear some of the latest developments and you know, make it accessible to people, not just physically, but, but also being able to, to be a part of, of hearing about these developments and these important networks. And I have to say, Vanessa, you know, I think that's probably, to me, the biggest asset of coming to these meetings is that, you know, you meet people who, as Bill said, you know, you, you already know and you're, you're maintaining those relationships and nurturing them. Um, but also, 
meeting new people that you, you may not might not have ever come across because you know trying to keep up to date on everything that's happening around the world is more or less impossible but you come here and you meet folks like we met earlier today who are working in similar ways and, and have knowledge that they can share and ideas that they can share that you didn't even, didn't even know they were doing this so it, uh, it provides opportunities you wouldn't otherwise have I think with the technologies translating these materials are going to become easier and easier and then that will help spread the world, the work that we're doing because I think it's always got to be contextualized for that country and that language is really important. So I think that was something else I was thinking today about how to make this information more accessible. I keep going back to the networking. There's an interesting phenomenon, I don't know if anybody's named it yet, but we've met people for the last three years but haven't met them physically. We've seen them on Zoom or Teams. And now we're seeing them in person, so it's like a running start of new relationships. And and you can't replace, you know, getting together directly. And I, I always like to say the deals that are made in the hallway yeah, with the networking, it's it's been that good. And I and, uh, love to see that. And, and it's funny because you're cultivating these relationships. And I just think of the amount of work that's going to come after these <laughs> But that's fine. That's what it's all about. I, it's it's uh, like most meetings, you really don't know the value of the meeting until probably months and sometimes even years later. Uh, you know, John, you use the example of uh, the development of masking, you know. It didn't, it, you know, it germinated at a meeting, but it didn't really get actualized for a while after that. And who knows what's going to come from, from today's meeting. I met several people I didn't know before I arrived here, and I thought, wow, the work that they're doing is. is so closely in alignment with what we're trying to achieve that you can't help but benefit from developing a relationship. Yeah. And I think as an organization, Praxis has a huge role to play because of some of the you know the best practices and standards and things that we have developed that we've been able to sort of use to share and potentially translate into a workable model for other parts of the world, maybe less resourced countries, um, where you know the challenges in, in managing spinal cord injury and rehabilitation and reintegration into the community and thriving is, has added challenges. You know, we're playing a leadership role and sharing that knowledge that we've created back home in Canada and trying to make sure that it, it's getting shared around the world and, and adaptable to the circumstances in different different situ- or different countries. I think part of that too, we just came from a meeting is making sure that information is accessible to all the stakeholders. So the clinicians, but also know in lay language so that people with lived experience can you know be part of that conversation and use that knowledge to help advocate and promote change as well so absolutely (laughs) all right (laughs) absolutely it was a great end (laughs) i do love a good absolutely (laughs) that's what we needed (laughs) we hope you have enjoyed listening to our bonus collection of edinburgh conversation from iscos 2023 as always you can listen to these episodes and all episodes from the podcast provider of your choice. If you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Email them to admin at iscos.org.uk. ISCOS also invites you to the 63rd ISCOS Scientific Annual Meeting from the 22nd to the 25th of September 2024. So save the date and more details will follow on the 2024 themes submitting an abstract and early bird registration. Thank you for listening.